We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. He's Lukaku. He gets his assist against Newcastle, Huddersfield, Southampton, Crystal Palace, and he scored against Brighton and Stoke. That's right. Andrew Sermon is Romelu Lukaku. Andrew Sermon, the bad team bully. Yeah. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, Andrew, we are coming off of a uh, a game week 16 that saw the Premier League title officially decided. Uh, we basically just need to know who's going to finish in third and fourth and maybe second. Uh, who knows? But really, uh, position one is determined and every other position is up for grabs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't particularly expecting Manchester United to win against Manchester City. So, like the the fact that they beat United or that they beat United, meaning City beat United this weekend, like, and that ended the title race, like it was over for me. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Well, you hit the score dead on. City two, mm-hmm. United one. Uh, I-, I thought it would be more of a blowout. Um, 
to be fair, uh, it could have been. On, it's the city. It's not be, like, yeah. To be fair, city on the road had sixty-five percent possession at Old Trafford. They kind of had the game. Right. There's there's how the game went, and there's how Jose Mourinho saw it, and how the game went is that Man City were the better team, controlled it, had better chances, and they could have won by more. Hmm. Yep. And now, and now, uh, now we're in game week seventeen, and we can we can uh, basically. We can subtitle this game week as the rotation. Uh, you would think so, but uh, I feel like people kind of overstate rotation. Uh, you know, obviously we'll we'll see some, but like you're not going to see Tottenham roll out like without Harry Kane and Christian Eriksen and Deli Alley and Son. So like you know you'll probably get two of them. And although that being said. We could see plenty of people start and get real comfortable with them starting, and then after 61 minutes they come off, or really 58, really to just rub salt in the wound. But I don't know; it's it's very difficult to project projection or um, project rotation, uh, just because you know we don't know the fitness levels of all these guys and or just how managers want to see it. And some teams basically can't rotate. I mean, if you look at like the Crystal Palace back line. Uh, they don't have any guys that they can bring in other than Jeffrey Van Onholt, but like in terms of their center backs, Patrick. 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 What I say? Jeffrey Van Onholt. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Schlupp. Patrick Jeffrey Schlupp. Sorry, yeah, it's the same guy to me. Yeah, that's yep. <laughs> that's great. Um, I think Patrick yeah, like, Schlupp is better, but you know, a little easier. Patrick Schlupp, yeah. yeah. But he's not Dutch. Um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So in those situations, you know, you you just don't have that many choices. You know, like who's Burnley going to bring in, and so. Uh, you know, for for situations like that, we know what we're doing, and then for the teams we actually care about, like Man City and Chelsea and Arsenal and Man United and Liverpool, who knows? It, well, I mean, I think for the I mean, rotation, largely I mean, to your point, you know, for a large percentage of the players, but so like an overall, like everyone's eight, uh, everyone's starting eleven, and we see who how many were rotated. I, I I'd be inclined to agree with you that the overall majority will be the same. Mm-hmm. However, most people in fantasy aren't choosing from just that base, right? Like the the percentage, like the players that do get rotated, the ownership percentage of those ca- of those guys is likely to be very high, and the starting percentage, which is unknown to us at least in Taga, uh, I think is also going to be quite high. I mean, the players that do get rotated are, are often players that we care about in the fantasy realm. I agree with you that in real life, it's probably it's probably a little overstated. Do you think like Romelu Lukaku starts? That you know, that's a good question. Actually, uh, I mean, we'll like, talk about him in a minute. Yeah. But I mean, I get, but I mean, the Manchester United team. I mean, Jose Mourinho doesn't really believe in rotation that much, right. to be honest. But you know, but when we talk about when we talk about teams like City, when we talk about Chelsea, uh, they have been rotating. Liverpool obviously have been rotating, which we'll talk about as well in a little bit. Uh, I highly doubt Sam Allardyce is going to rotate much, but you know, uh, you know, there are still teams that are looking to find their best eleven after new management. I mean, there, there's a lot of factors to, that play in here, not just the fixture congestion, but yeah, I just that you know, people kind of do their best to project rotation, and it's it's a guessing game. Like anyone who thinks like, oh, I know exactly what X team is going to do. I mean, we even have managers i mean the jose marino thing also of just lying to us you know like oh yeah pogba's gonna play 60 and then he plays 93 straight matches you know it's like there's just no there's no trust for management and there's no reason for us to think that we know who's going to rotate in and out correct 
Yeah, and you know, like we always say, uh, you know, always check your lineups and everything. But for the FPL slate, the official game, good luck. <laughs> yeah, so there were a good number of people this week who literally ended up with zero like defenders. And you roster five, but I saw a number of people who who had zero, and uh, which you know was a combination of the of rotation or injury that happened beforehand. But uh, I at least thankfully got. Well, thankfully, I wish I only had three because I had Mar- Marvin Ziegler's uh, red card. But, uh, you know, we saw Ben Mee was a late scratch and Burnley had been kind of a a popular option uh, of late. And then uh, Alberto Moreno was, was a popular one before he went down. Uh, trying to think of who the others we saw, but Spurs, who knows what they'll ever do. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, we'll see. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be watching with intent, I would say, going forward. But uh, you know, our, the first game of the Tuesday like we have Tuesday and Wednesday games. That's why we're coming at you on a Monday. Uh, but the first game, the early game on Tuesday, starting at uh, I want to say two forty-five. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be right. Yep. Uh, it's going to be Burnley at home against Stoke. Uh, it's Burnley at home. <laughs> we, we I'll say it every single time. I mean, I, I ranked I think two or three. Burnley defenders in this one, and I think the only reason why I didn't rank three is because I think I ranked two because I didn't because I don't think uh, we don't know who's going to start. Well, I, I'm also yeah exactly. I, I'm not going to rank Phil Bardsley ever. <laughs> so uh, so basically, you know, I, Stephen Ward I think is not getting enough credit in FPL, um, at least not enough public mention because he's very high up there on the points list. And that's because Burnley have been really good defensively. But him and James Tarkowski have been uh, – uh, James Tarkowski, James Tarkowski, the guy who was the replacement for Michael Keane, showing that, you know, Burnley can turn him out yeah. with their system. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. I've had – I brought Tarkowski and Matt Lowton in during my uh, wild card, which didn't quite work out as well as I was hoping. Well, but one of them has. Right. Um, so, yeah, but I agree with you. Stephen Ward is definitely one who um, who's been a solid – uh, a solid option, and uh, we shouldn't ignore the fact that Johan Berg Goodmanson looks better than Robbie Brady in Robbie Brady's role. Um, he had an assist last week, um, ten crosses really for those who worried yeah. about it. Yeah, it's like uh, he he looked really good. And if there was any thought of who's going to take pick up the slack for Brady, that's who it is. And the man who drew Marvin Ziegler's red card, we talked about him last week uh, or a few days ago. Excuse me, it was uh, Stephen Deffor. Yeah. Yep, who that's pretty much all he did. But good yep. on him. <laughs> hey, that's a point. getting in the way while somebody draw. came with a yeah <laughs> with a two footed tackle. Well done. Yeah, well, but yeah, we'll the, get... the the problem is is that like Brady, he was the only one I liked in the Burnley attack, and uh, Goodmanson's pretty much the only one I would take now. I mean, you could make the kind of sporadic case for Chris Wood, I guess, and homing in Stoke theoretically is it, but. In season long, I don't think I have him anywhere. And I mean, if you have him in season long, this is a great opportunity to start him. Yeah, but this is uh, for me. You know, we're going to see like too many like Scott Arfields and Ashley Barnes's, the guys who scored last week, and you're only going to get like maximum two goals from Burnley, right? Like, yeah, you, oh yeah, they scored they scored twice, I think, for the third time all season yeah. last week. So, yep. yeah, it, it it is what it is. So, I mean, for Burnley. I, I think you're going to need to go more peripheral stats. Like you, uh, Bert uh, Goodmanson's not going to be valuable in FPL format, but in 
you know, the, the DFSs of the world and the Tagas of the world, he, I think he's extremely valuable. But everyone else is kind of, you know, outside of the. And then I think the defenders are more valuable in FPL than they are in Taga else, because yeah. they don't do much else. Yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> so I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out uh, Goodmanson in season long. In like in like official, official FPL. FPL, yeah, uh, at five point oh. Yeah, I won't rule him out, but like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Like, he, I'm not going to be like, oh, thank goodness I got Goodmanson most weeks. Like, it's it's not going to happen for FPL because yeah, you're true. counting on him. You're counting on him being a part of all the random goals that they score. And most yeah. of their goals, most of their goals are random. Um, OK. I mean, even if they score from corners, per se. Right. So it's not I mean, it's not typically just, you know, the cross comes in and then bang, the, head, the header goes in. It's usually like it bounces around a few times and then it falls to somebody. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'm just swayed by the f- four assists in his last seven games. I get it. No, I, It's I more like when that. they score, he'll be involved as opposed to if they score, if, maybe he will. Be. I mean, you, you're, you're going to be chasing assists for one because I don't think he's going to score too many goals. It's FPL. That's what we do. We chase goals. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. But when you're chasing assists... You know that's even that's an even harder proposition than chasing goals. But you, maybe in Burnley's case, it's not because he's the guy. I think so. I think so. In, on the, in Stokes, the attack, on the you... Stoke side, I think it's still a two-headed monster, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mama Juf is the is the only guy that I think is on the fringe, and I don't think he's that fringy. Mm, I agree with you. Fantastic. And I want no part yeah. of their defense, and yeah, Shakiri. Uh, Chopu Motang, maybe do you... Uh, Shawcross scored I'm, last week. Yeah, I'm not going to make a case for Darren Fletcher, but I would. Shawcross, I think Fletcher is fourth. Yeah, Shawcross had a goal. Well, well Shawcross Spurs. scored on Saturday. Yeah, great. Yeah, he had two goals, actually. Yeah, Fletcher got the assist. Yeah. Wait, well, two I goals? Was actually, I actually thought, I forgot that he actually scored the goal for Stoke. I oh, was the referring first. to his own goal. Oh, he did <laughs> score for Stoke. Yeah, yes. he had a brace. He did. I, he had two goals. He had yeah. a nice brace for him. Yeah. That's the, that, is, that is the Ryan Shawcross brace. Actually. Right. I don't think there's any other one. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Let's get back to it here. Uh, let's move on, actually. Yeah. To, uh, let's move on to Marvin Ziegler's Watford traveling to Crystal Palace without Marvin Ziegler because he's been suspended for three games for that two-footed <sighs> tackle, as you mentioned earlier. Yep. Sometimes, Andrew, when you're right, you're right. And it appears as though for Marvin Ziegler, I was right. Uh, I'm not willing to concede that. Uh, you, okay, so now we're talking about two, uh, three straight games with negative points. Yeah. And you, and he's going to miss. Th- uh, not, well, he, he, I'm saying he I, was, already, he, I, I picked him up for, um, for, the game, yeah, for, for, for this for the past week's games and the ones coming up. Obviously, yeah, but he's missing you... three of the three of the next five where you, like consecutively that it's that he's useful. Right. None of that was built into your argument. No, I said he wasn't good enough, and he's cl- and he's clearly showing that he, he's not. So you by by you saying he was not good enough or he's not good enough gives you the ability to claim credit for seeing the red card that's going to come, and then for not the red, not the red games. Obviously, I didn't think he would get the red card, but in the it, it, it's not like he was performing well before the red card either. And but it was also, all matchup based. I picked him up before his. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm talking about against Burnley. He wasn't looking that great either. I think the. I think it's circumstantial. But obviously, it's a total bust now. So now Jose Olabas gets to come back in after I drop. Or Daryl Yamat. 
Yanmat plays on the other side and started actually for your well, boy that's Kiko. What I meant. Well, that, well, that's what I meant. Feminia could start on that side. Feminia, it could be Feminia and, and Yanmat. There's a three. There's a three-person race for those two spots. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, obviously, Olabas fell out of the pecking order, but it, it it would just be surprising me to see Kiko and Yanmat. But who knows? I'll blame it on rotation. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm. I, I'm. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying don't be surprised. Okay. It's, I get you. I get you. Because I mean, Holy Boss was, well, Holy Boss, another card risk, by the way. Uh, Not this year as much. Not this year as much. But (laughs) he's not playing as much. uh, Also true. My, the only thing I want to stress is that, that you know, it's not as, especially for the official game, like it's not as clear cut as you think. I agree. Uh, Okay. On the Crystal Palace side, Christian Benteke is an absolute nightmare. Uh, he's a plague-filled apocalypse at this point, basically, and uh, he. So I'm a little bitter because e- even though I lost, I was going to lose to you anyway in the Taga matchup that we had for the Taga Premier League. Um, but I could not get the site to work, so I couldn't make any moves. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, I didn't want to start an Anthony Knockart to score zero points because he wasn't starting. I wanted to put Milivojevic in, mm-hmm. and if I and I think if I, I this is actually a blessing in disguise. If I had Milivojevic in against you. And Benteke did that nonsense at the end of last week against Bournemouth. I would have just, I would have lost it. <laughs> I would have lost it. <laughs> anyway, as uh, you should have. Luka Mijovic, uh scored the penalty of the first penalty for Crystal Palace. Then Benteke controversially just took the ball and never let anyone else touch it for the second one, and promptly show, uh, shot one of the worst penalties of the season. That uh, was on net. That was on net. Yeah, it it was really bad, and I, like I don't know what to make of Christian Benteke at this point. Um, like he hasn't scored in forever, and that, which is why he took the penalty. And I feel like the last time we saw that it was Saito Barahino, who like they gave him a penalty because he hadn't scored in forever, and he missed also. Um, I just there's uh, Kevin I got Morales. Yeah, I just I don't know what to make of of Ben Teke other than I'm not even going to touch him with anything on any team if you had me in a benteke only league i would probably take jordan is that his brother's name jordan yes or is it no jordan is lukaku's brother oh that's right it's jordan lukaku um the other benteke this is gonna bother me so i'm gonna have to look it up Uh, all right while you do that i will talk about jonathan excuse me uh jonathan benteke who i don't even know who he plays for um but yeah just there's just no reason to think that you can get anything out of christian benteke uh, and the the weird thing is, though, is that Benteke is the reason I like a lot of the Crystal Palace guys, but I don't like Crystal Palace guys like Ben. Like, I don't like Benteke. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, I like how they have to play to, like, feed him the ball, but... You like his situation, that's not the player. Right, right. Yeah. It was like Solomon Rondon back in the day. People liked his situation, but hated the player. Hmm. That was more you than anyone else, but... That's correct, and I think I, over time, I think I've been proven right on that one too. Okay, uh, but for Crystal Palace, for for the Watford side here, uh, Richarlison's been a little quiet recently, a little disappointing over the past couple game weeks. Yeah, it was uh, a... is, is this due to is this due to fatigue because he's just played a lot? Uh, it it certainly seems like a reasonable response. I mean, he played home against United, home against Spurs, and at Burnley, which are three very tough matchups. And so the Burnley one was a little surprising just because they, well, it's not, it, 
he wasn't that great to begin with. And then the red card obviously changed that whole game. So he wasn't going to be attacking as much as they could. So uh, I think it was, it's just three tough matchups, but you're right though. He, I mean, he rarely gets subbed out and he plays every game. So uh, even 20 year olds get tired, I think. So. Yeah. It's really, I mean, he just looks tired Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't, I mean, I would be surprised if he doesn't play on Tuesday, but you know, I wouldn't rule it out of the realm of possibility because again, he just he hasn't looked good. Yeah, yeah. And and if if you're if you're gonna if you're not helping the team, you're costing the team at this point. So I, I think it's. I'm just not just sure a what the time. what the available replacements are that you think you're getting. Oh, it's not going to be nearly as good, but it's just a matter of you know doing what's right for the player too, right? Yeah. Like it, there's there's some responsibility there that if he's, you know, obviously not playing the way that you want him to, cause he's tired and he, and he only has 48 hours really in between two games, you might want to give him a rest. You're going to make the problem worse long-term if you, if you don't wrestle. Yeah, that's reasonable. And, and they do have other guys. I mean, like Roberto Pereira's back from injury. They've got Carrillo. They've got, uh, they could start Dini and gray if they want to. I mean, there's, there, there's ways to, to not play with Charles and you can go four, four, two, for example, how many Crystal Palace guys do you like before you get to a Watford guy you like? Three? Four? Yeah. Somewhere in that range? I'll even throw Kabai in there this time. No. So who do we have? Townsend, Zaha, Kabai. Who Milivojevic. Else oh, Milivojevic. Okay. You like Milivojevic more than Cleverly and Richarlison? Well, not this Richarlison. I'll put it that way. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. I... I, 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 I I, I'm in the minority, and I know that I'm probably going to be proven wrong here, but my gut still tells me Richarlison does not play. Okay. Again, we're just guessing. I I am guessing. You are more educated more and more informed on this matter. No one said anything uh, to that point. I, I, just, I, just have a, <clears throat> I just have a very gut feeling that come Tuesday we will not see Richarlison's name in the lineup. Right. You say I'm um, more informed on it, and my response is, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, That's what makes no, me more informed. Well, here's the thing. So with, with games on Saturday and games yesterday and now games tomorrow, you know, no no coach is going to say anything. They're just going to be in training and then going home. Like, yeah. like, like th- th- there's nothing. You're not going to get much news from here till then. Yeah, that's uh, right. So it's... It's just, the, I mean, this is the part of the fixture conge- fixture congestion for the fantasy purposes. We're all guessing, all yeah. right. Like, like we, we have, you know, most of the time we're guessing anyway. If we're right forty percent of the time, we're doing really well, and uh, you know, and now, and now, like now we're like if we're if we're at like twenty five thirty percent, we'd be doing well because mm. there's just no information out there. Yep. Okay. Let's go on to uh, Huddersfield taking on the defending champion Chelsea. Uh, may as well. St- uh, I'm going to keep calling them that now because I know it's over. Okay. And not only that, uh, their Champions League year is over as well because they have drawn Barcelona uh, in the Champions League. So uh, Chelsea's season is now effectively over, and they just need to get the Arsene Wenger Memorial Trophy of fourth place in the Premier League. Um, I will say, if there's ever a year to draw Barcelona, this is it. And especially at this time, because the only top player on their team that's in form is Lionel Messi. But you have to understand they don't play for another Lionel... month though, or two months. So yeah, I understand. But but if you're looking at current form, uh, Leo Messi is the only player that's playing well. Luis Suarez is possibly playing the worst he's played since even before his Liverpool days. Um, he has been really bad. I yeah. think he scored yesterday though. 
Yeah, but it, it, I'm. But yes. I'm talking about like like overall right. form. Like his recent form has been awful. Yeah, it's almost like taking away one of the best players in the world has affected them. It's weird. Anyway, Chelsea. Um, guess the lineup. I don't think Murata plays. He was an injury. He was a late game fitness. He was a late fitness test going into the game on Saturday, uh, and he passed the fitness test. And but now Plus on Tuesday. I think Hazard in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He could use I, a break I mean, too. He certainly could, but I don't think he's going to get it. To, I don't think he's going to get it Tuesday. Hmm. So you're not seeing the Batshuayi Pedro Willian front line. If they if they did that, I, it, like I said, it, these are these are like fifty fifty propositions to me. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to be swayed. I'm not going to be like moved to the point of shock at either instance. But this is a time when. Uh, you know, if you know, it makes you wonder why guys like Tammy Abraham and Dominic Solanke are no longer part of the Chelsea organization this season. It's it's odd, considering how much he does not like Batshuayi. Yeah, it, well, he didn't bring Batshuayi in, right? My point is, is so. that he exiled two young players and kept a player he doesn't like in in Batshuayi. Conti did exiled just, is very dramatic. I mean, they can Dominic bring Solanke Abraham back. Walk for nothing. They can. No, they sold him. They got something out no, of him. No, they they got something out of the tribunals, like yeah. two, three million pounds. Yeah. Do you know but, who's I mean, been really look, bad when he plays? Dominic Solanke. That's not true. He's been awful. I didn't even he barely you wouldn't even know he played yesterday. Abraham, on the other hand, that looks bad. But they can Ruben bring him Lops, back in twenty nine eight nineteen Ruben, days if they want. If you're if you're looking at a player that would have been good in a false nine role, Ruben Loftus Cheek would have fit perfectly. Why why use a false nine when you have a real nine with Tammy Abraham? I'm aware. Yeah, I wouldn't I, be I, shocked I, if they brought look, Abraham look, back. I told you, like I was not I was not a fan of that policy. I just was not a fan of it. And it's it's times like now where it really looks like it's biting them in the butt, especially if they're keeping a player they don't even like in yeah. Bashuai. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but then they basically did what you wanted last year with Nathan Ake, and then he never played. Like, you can't... Like, Abraham is not a regular player. And that was was another mistake. Like, they made one right decision, and then a bad one. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, like, bringing Ruben Loftus-Cheek back, he would never play. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying they should. Loftus-Cheek is not the guy who I'm really focused on here for me to bring him back. However... If they're going to play three five two, they should bring him back. To be honest, uh, because but he never he, play. That's not true. I, I do not believe that's true. Who's going I, to the bench okay, so that Ruben Loftus Cheek? Let me let, let me let me let me go on my Chelsea rant here. Uh, either uh, probably Bakayoko, but yes. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but <laughs> let right, me go exactly. On my rant. I don't even know why we're having this conversation let that you're choosing Ruben Loftus Cheek over Bakayoko. I'll tell you why. All right, I'm going to tell you why. When Chelsea line up in a three-five-two, which with the midfield three of Fabregas, Bakayoko, and Conti, that is showing way too much respect to most of their opponents. Because what you're in essence saying is we need to clog the center of midfield and sit a little deeper, just to you know, and soak up some pressure so that we can then quickly counter with our and then outlet the balls of the front three. Which, you know, to Chelsea's credit up until recently has worked. But I don't like that style for them. When they have players like Willian and Pedro and Hazard and Morata, they don't need to show that respect. 
they can actually start the game up 2-0 you know, in the first like 60 minutes and then bring on the defensive guys and lock the game down and counterattack. You, it's so much harder to start the game slowly and then speed it up at the end than it is to do the reverse. And it, it, they have a systematic advantage and they are not taking advantage of it because they're trying to play some kind of defensive game against teams that don't care that you're going to play defensively because they're not going to attack you very much. And if they're clinical in the one or two attacks that they get, they'll still beat you one nothing, like we just saw with West Ham. I wouldn't even call it clinical either. It was just bad defending. Hmm. Marco Anoutrich is surrounded by four guys. He still is able to get that pass and shot away without getting closed down. It's kind of embarrassing there. But and I'm not sure it, Ruben Loftus-Cheek has any difference no, but, in that no, situation. But stop, stop with Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm, I'm on to a different point. My, my point is, is that they could easily play only one of Conti and uh, – or sorry, only two of the three of Conti, Fabregas – and uh, and Bakayoko in the middle, mm-hmm. like play. You go back to the three four three, the thing that won you the championship in the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get, get width and get uh, and get more balance. Now they're too congested, too clogged in the middle of the park, and they can't beat you playing the Arsenal type of game and putting those little passes together. They can't do it. They're not built that way. Okay, rant rant over. Okay. And I said I said it at the end of when we talked about last week. I said, you know, I I thought that Chelsea would beat West Ham handed uh, soundly, may I add. But I also put one disclaimer on the front end and one disclaimer on the back end. One is a cliche and one was real. The cliche is that anything can happen in a London derby, and it did. But the the, the last thing I said is I really don't like the way they play in that three five two. I think they should change it. And I they do not look like. They don't look like a team that would challenge for first when they play 3-5-2. They look like a team that would challenge for third or fourth. My categories. Yeah. Twice. Okay. I get it. I'm not sure she, peak Chelsea catches peak catches Man City No, anyway, no, no. But... I'm not, I'm not going to try and say it. They, I'm not saying that they would be – it wouldn't be as embarrassing as it is. Like this is a really weak title defense. Not as weak as the last title defense they had. But this is a weak defense. Of a title, their actual defense defenders have been pretty decent, actually. Okay. All right. And, so you don't and, do and, like and, anyone and on Huddersfield? Oh uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All that being said, no. Okay. I, 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 if Huddersfield, I mean, you know, I mean, the way I see Huddersfield winning, this this is their path to victory. Pressing those Chelsea defenders to make mistakes because make mistakes they will. Uh, without David Luiz back there to ping balls, diagonal balls left and right. Uh, they are much more susceptible to being pressed. That's all. Okay. I mean, I'll ask the question to you. I mean, you liked you liked all sorts of guys from Hunter Shield last week, and does anything change? Everything. Playing Brighton is a lot different than playing Chelsea. I'm aware. Yeah. Steve Mounier was good. He was. He was. And I got a little shout out from uh, Taga for picking up Chris Schindler, who got an assist and allowed me to yeah, crush you in our premier Taga division. Uh, so. And and the fact that you not only picked up Dwight Gale, but started him. It was infuriating. Yeah, man. I came with the bucket of salt, just poured it all over you. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't make any moves because the app wasn't working. So the app on the, your phone wasn't working? Correct. Oh, huh. 
I just got a loading page for about five minutes, yeah. two or three times, and I only have a 15-minute window before my class starts on Saturday. Yeah. Wouldn't so have even, to get all wouldn't my have even mattered, Mike, would not, I, I, I said that. I did say that before. It would not have mattered yeah. no matter what I did. I, I would have lost. Yeah. Um, but it is no less frustrating. I mean, if you had Aaron Moy on Taga, you wouldn't start him? I, mean, you, I wouldn't you'd be have, excited. Like... I wouldn't be too excited about starting yeah. him. Okay. I mean, he might get uh, he might get a couple of chances created, but Chelsea don't give him a ton of chances. Uh, and he might come on. This uh, team lost to West Ham by giving up two chances total. <laughs> um, but you know, yes, of course. I'll, I'll, you don't I'll have to make a decision for Huddersfield. Thank you. Okay. Uh, he, the only thing you might get is a couple of successful takeoffs. By the way, Mikel, we'll get to West Ham in a minute because Mikel Antonio looked great. Yeah. All right. All right, so we'll move on to the Wednesday slate in a second here, but I know that you have uh, a little bit of something to t- tell the audience here. Yeah, we have a new sponsor for the podcast now, which is Fan Futsal, which is a simplified fantasy soccer game where users select five clubs instead of 8 to 11 individual players for their lineups. Fantasy scoring is based on the match scores and not individual statistics. So users don't have to worry about rotations, player injuries, or following specific player stats across multiple lineups. All they do is target a specific team and use that team in terms of like an attack. So uh, if you think Man City is going to score a bunch of goals against Swansea, then you pick them for your attack. And if you think Chelsea won't give up anything to Huddersfield, you choose them for for your defense. Uh, And you just go from there. So they offer games and tournaments for all the major European leagues, as well as MLS and Liga MX when they're in season. Fan Futsal is completely free and only takes a few seconds to sign up. You can do so at fanfutsal.com, which is F-A-N-F-U-T-S-A-L dot com. (sighs) All right. I'm I'm still sighing at Chelsea. Yeah, please do. Sigh away. Well worth the sigh. (sighs) It was well worth the side. All right. Uh, a lucky average inside who came up with a point in the Liverpool Derby on Wednesday. Start the slate off uh, traveling to the Northeast to take on a Newcastle side that looked better at home last week. I mean, they looked, I mean, we talked about, you asked me, why don't they look good? Uh, why aren't they better? And then they showed a little bit of better and then showed also why they were worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was brutal. I mean, if you're a Newcastle fan, to lose that way to Leicester, um, you know, Ozzy Perez scoring a one in the wrong way, uh, but uh, all three forwards scored. I mean, Ozzy <laughs> Perez, Dwight Gale, and Joseph Lou all scored, <laughs> and they lost. And they lost. Uh, uh, I don't know what to make of that team, other than I don't. They should be better. <laughs> yes, yeah, they should be better. But in terms of like fantasy situation, I I don't know if there's anything that could happen that would make me change my opinion of any of the players, you know what I mean? Like we know what they are um, and we know kind of what they do when they're together. And I'm not like jumping out to grab anyone uh, because I think like he's about to break out and I'm not dropping anyone because he's not playing that well. Like they're all who they, who we thought they were. Did I get that right? For an individual. Are you talking about, are you talking about the new Arizona state head coach? Right. Um, that's what I mean. Like, who may or may not have known that the nickname was the Devils. yeah. It was a <laughs> that was a, that was a good one. But like, who, like, what could happen on this team that all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to go out and get Isaac Hayden. You know, like, there's just my opinion. I just don't think can change on any of these guys. When you think of Newcastle, you're like, okay, Matt Ritchie, 
And then you're like, oh, there's Shelby's there when he plays, but he hasn't been playing. And they're like, oh, well, they have Yosalu and Dwight Gale. But, like, Christian Atsu's been hurt, and now that he's back, and if he starts, like, sure. But you know what you're getting. Like, there's just no... I feel like you're, a preview of Newcastle will, could be the same every week. And the only thing that you're thinking about is the opponent. And home against Everton was a much easier game three weeks ago. Yeah, it's... I mean... It, for 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 Newcastle, the I mean the only the only consistent the only the only player that you can kind of hang your hat on has been Matt Ritchie. Uh, yeah, and he hasn't even really been that great. I mean, uh, he's, five assists, I, mean, I can, guess, but three can, of them I mean, came can, in. Consi- the... Considering the team he plays for, like that's not terrible. I think he's in the top. I want to say like top. 15 top 20 in the in the official game as well like i think he's been i think he's been like the only consistent player and so it's somewhat of note at least for for the official game and i think for Toggy he's been better uh i think he's significantly worse in the official game than you think he is uh oh maybe not actually 21 he's 21? 21st okay he's got he's got three points less than chupa moting he's got one point fewer than sun and two points more than mezzadozel Right, and three points more than Fernandinho and, and Stephen and Davis. And Robbie Brady. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's a, the assists obviously help, but like, yeah. I, he's, he's absolutely up there on the most shots without a goal list as well. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 not saying that, I mean, I'm not saying that he's played phenomenally, but if yeah. you're looking at one player you can hang your hat on sure, for yeah. Newcastle, like there's, if there's one guy that you want to have, it's him. Yeah, that's it. I don't, think that's a, I don't think that's a rocket science statement either. That's a really blank statement. But... I don't think he's been terrible given how bad the rest of his team has been. Agreed. He, he, he can only do so much, right? If he, he can create the chance, but if they're not putting them away, you know, if you have Dwight Gale in the middle consistently, like it's, it's not going to happen most of the time. Mm, yeah. Just when I play you. Thank correct. Like, that's fine. Thank uh, that, that That's fine. You know, the, those three or four times a year, that's about right for Dwight Gale. <laughs> that, that's just about right. But yeah, that, that's all. I mean, that's I would, all I got to say. Yeah, about that. right. Like, <laughs> I would play Richie. I would play Gale again. I would probably play anyone I had home against Everton, and I would play anybody that I had on Everton, which thankfully is. Oh zero. no, I wouldn't not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, I, I, no, because Sam Allardyce is going to keep that team tidy. He's going to keep that. He's going to play every game not to lose it and not to score and not to give up goals. That's what he's going to do. I mean, um, Liverpool got tons of good chances, but they did not convert them against Everton in the Derby. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you're, Everton, you're giving them more, a little more, more credit than. Well, I'm, I'm giving Sam Allardyce the credit, really, because what he does, I mean, it's what he does is one, he keeps teams in the Premier League, which he's going to do with Everton, regardless. Pretty much, uh, oh, not, not a lot of managers would get Everton relegated, so I'll put it. Um, but he plays an organized game that does not concede a ton of goals. And when you look at a Newcastle side that don't score a lot of them, it's going to be a tough day for them at the office. Fair. I don't think – if this game gets the three goals total, I'll be stunned. I'll be absolutely stunned. That seems aggressive, but – Two one either direction would be – astonishing three nil in any direction yeah. would be yeah. ridiculous and uh you know like a one one seems totally fair 
just like I mean, not just like the uh, the Liverpool derby, but a different kind of one one, a much less entertaining one one. Yeah. Okay. I I was only trying to go along because there are Everton is one of two three teams that have two forwards in the top fifteen in FPL. And the others are Man City and Man United. Wait, I'm sorry. Could you say that one more time? The, you, Among the top, the top 15 highest scoring forwards in the Premier League's official game, there are two oh, yeah. players yeah. from yeah. Man City, two from Man United, and two from Everton. Yep. Nope. That, that's right. And <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I still marvel at the fact that Dominic Calvert-Lewin has so many aerial duels won. Mm. But when I watch them play on against Liverpool, I'm like, oh, yep, I see why. Yep. And I, I think I said at the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, I think I said at the beginning of the year, they should play Calvert-Lewin and Wayne Rooney up front together and have them play off each other. Did I not say that? Yeah. No, you were definitely a early Calvert-Lewin touter, for sure. An, an early adopter, if yeah. you will. But... But you don't like them, apparently, against Newcastle. I don't okay. love them against Newcastle. I don't, like, I'm not going to, like, it, just because I rank them lower than most people doesn't mean I don't like them. I just like other people better. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's too unfair. I mean, a, a Newcastle, like I said last uh, last time, Newcastle, if it was Newcastle on the road, I would be much more inclined to rank them higher. But it's, Newcastle's better at home, as every team is. Right. Okay. And another reason why, uh, and another reason why I think that Everton will play more defensively and keep it um, closer to a clean sheet because they are on the road. That's how Big Sam does it. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, I, I, I get it. I get it. We got to move on though. Yeah. Southampton yeah. stay at uh, stay at St. Mary's to take on a Leicester side that comes to town off that victory against Newcastle, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, Southampton themselves, uh, they looked good. Uh, last week, I mean, mm-hmm. they they were putting together chances, uh, and they did ca- uh, they caught Arsenal early with a Chaz goal, uh, and Ryan Bertrand had about three or four chances to oh, score. Man, uh, could not convert any of them, uh, but Arsenal did peg one back from Olivier Giroud to uh, share the points with Southampton. But Southampton played better, um, and now they take on a Leicester side. I. I nothing on paper says that Leicester should be close. However, these games are not played on paper. <laughs> uh, I would start everybody I had in this game. You think this game is a, is a, is a goal fest, but not because of good offensive play, but just sloppy play overall. Not, not necessarily, but I just think that there will be enough fantasy value in this game that of all the guys that you have, I would be more than comfortable starting all of them. Who's like, your number one offensive option in this game? Um, it's not an easy question. No, I I kind of wanted to say Mares. Yeah, me too. Um, which I will say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I Mares is my gut choice answer, but there are three contenders that are charging pretty quick, and it's Demarai Gray and it's Charlie Austin and Dusan Tadev looks good again. You wouldn't put Vardy in that group. I mean, he's always in that group of the three that are fast charging are the three that I mentioned. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Vardy, you'd probably have to talk about it. He, I mean, he shows up when he, he kind of, he kind of comes and goes, right? Like the reason yeah. why we talked yeah. about him that one season is because he was, you know, he was scoring 11 straight times. 
(laughs) Right. um, Yeah. I I, I, I don't think team, I I think teams caught on to the primary way that he scores in that it was Mark Albrighton outletting a ball that Jamie Vardy just tracks down. Yeah. People have stopped letting them do that. No, they can still do that. People have stopped really letting them do that. (laughs) So, yeah. No, I just, the, the difficulty with Southampton, particularly in like FPL, is that they have so many guys who do the same things that we literally could see a whole new 11. We won't, obviously, but like they theoretically could. And so that makes it very difficult to say like, oh, yeah, I definitely want Sofian Buffal or Nathan Redman or James Ward-Prowse. You know, you just have no idea. And I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie Austin sat, even though he scored. Like he's been playing more than lately, and so maybe he's tired, and they have Gabby Adini. I think Shane Long's still out, but, you know, they if there's ever a team that can rotate, this is it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, I, I mean, Charlie Austin's got some fresh legs. Theoretically. I yeah, I, I don't think he's going to sit. Okay. But I, mean, I think you'll see Buffal instead of Redmond. Mm-hmm. That's about it. They play yeah. both, though. Yeah, they can play both. You know, they can play. Lamina and they Romeo, can... they both have been very good and both could sit as well because they have Hoyberry and Stephen Davis. So Hoy, Hoyberg? Hoyberg. Sorry, there's an <laughs> MLS player who has a very similar name who goes by Hoyberry. <laughs> That was good. Oh, I heard a new pronunciation of uh, Sead Kolasinac. Mm, what'd you get? Kolasinac. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Has a nice little flourish. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. Uh, but we'll get to him and Arsenal a little bit later in the show. But now uh, we will move on to uh, the spanking of Wednesday. That will be Swansea at home against Manchester City. Uh, this could be a Bernardo Silva type game. Uh, Sergio Aguero, who did not start uh, on the weekend, will likely get the start here. Um, it, it basically, it, the, the, the same principle for most games holds true for Manchester City. Yep. If they're in the front six, you start them. And uh, Nicholas Otamendi is always worth the. It's worth a go. Yeah. Uh, and um, you just got to hope for. I mean, you know, you'd have to hope they keep the clean sheet. I mean, they're not going to give up a ton of goals against Swansea, but it wouldn't shock me if Swansea scored one cons- uh, consolation prize when it was 5 nothing already. Right. Yeah, Man City, you know, haven't been locked tight defensively, so it wouldn't, I mean, yeah. expecting I Swansea this, to do I, it, who knows. But I had this argument on Twitter with somebody. Uh, I forgot who. I think it was Chuck Booth. Uh, but he's, you know, Chuck Booth saying that uh, the, ever, the the Man City defense is not good. And I'm like, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, they, I think you guys were having they, different arguments. Well, I, I, I that's that, that is so typical me. Yeah. Uh, but my what I'm what I tell what I was trying to convey here. And if you if I if you if you read something different, just let me know. But, um, you know, Manchester Manchester City's defense the way that Pep is playing is it kind of it, the defenders don't have to play as traditional defenders because they press so well and the first wave of pressure with the whole front six as well that's part of their defense that's part of the strategy and the reason why they're so open in the back is because they do commit the numbers forward to the press and that's not necessarily the defenders being bad it's just the, it's they're just victims of the style of play and to be honest Manchester City don't care if you score one because uh, they know they're going to score three mm-hmm. using their system, and that's also part of the defensive strategy. So, you know, if you, I mean, if you if you think that, you know, it just, it, I mean, just because you're going up against the Manchester City defense, you're not really going up against the back four. You're going up against the whole team pressing yours, and you not being able to put together like six or seven passes in a given possession. That's what you're playing against. Yeah, I think the, 
I think you were arguing that the Man City defense was better than Chelsea's, and he was arguing not, that, no, no, not not better than Chelsea's, but it's it's right around there, right? Performance right. wise, yes. And he was arguing that Chelsea had better defenders, and so that doesn't mean anything. But that doesn't mean anything to anybody. Uh, I, I, in real life, in real life or in fantasy, that does not matter. It, it just doesn't, unless you're going to say like Marcus Alonso and uh, Zappa Costa because they can cross the ball a little more given the system, you know. But I, I think mean, he meant I, man I, on man. Chelsea have better defenders. Better their their defenders are better players than at playing defense. At playing defense. They, <laughs> okay, yes. but I mean that's such a. I mean that that's fine. But even good players playing good defense still give up a goal, you know, in a game that ruins most of their value because the scoring systems are kind of weird. Yeah, for defenders, and they largely don't. The defenders largely don't matter. Not all, yeah. but like, but largely, it yeah. does not matter. You can they're everyone's replaceable. If you have a person who's a defender, you can ninety percent of the time more probably replace them very easily. That's fair. Which is why you don't draft them early. Okay. So uh, let's, uh, I mean, is there anything more to say than Manchester City, everybody, Swansea, nobody? Uh, the only thing I'll say about Swansea is it seems like Key has been playing really well recently. Um, I certainly wouldn't take him in any FPL format, like the official game, but he's kind of taken on a bigger role of late, and Renato Sanchez is a distant memory, is he, unfortunately. Is he, is he your new Tom Carroll? Uh, he's their new Tom Carroll, even though Tom Carroll's still there. But Key does a, is much more of a defensive midfielder than than Carroll was, but is. But Key's kind of been taking a few set pieces recently, and that always is helpful. Just watch out for your rotation for Manchester City. Right. Uh, that's all. And we'll, we'll we'll rinse and repeat the same information for Liverpool, who are at Anfield taking on West Brom. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that Coutinho and Firmino will start and Mane and possibly Salah will sit. Um, that, yep. that, that just seems to be the way they do it. And, you know, Oxley Chamberlain will probably start both games because he doesn't get to start most of the games when they're regularly, you know, when they play a regular schedule. Um, yeah, Sturridge missed out last weekend with a with an injury, so I don't know if he'll, yeah. he'll leave the line. So yep. it could be Firmino again. You were... You were touting James Milner at left back. I was touting Andrew Robertson. And what do you know? Both of them played. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I mean, they played okay. I mean, they weren't great. Neither, neither of them were great, but neither of them were going to cost you a week. Um, but, I mean, against the West Brom side, I mean, there's really not much there for West Brom still. E- even post Pulis, it's, it's still not looking great. Yeah, I think there's Purdue's still got to figure out what his team is. And so. Uh, you know, Sam Field had a nice run, but then got pulled early, and now he'll try James McLean and see if that's worth it. But um, he'll get a red card within five minutes. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But the, he had been doing this front three of Hal Robson, Kanu, Solomon Rondon, and uh, Jay Rodriguez, which worked for a little bit and then didn't work last weekend. So um, I don't know if they'll Good. keep doing that. We'll see. Yeah, it's. It, it, I mean. The whole let's try this offense against Liverpool, that's not going to work. Right. Um, so Liverpool, I mean, this game and the Swansea Swansea City game, these two games are pretty lopsided. Um, you're going to see a lot of heavy stacks for, for, for these two yeah, of teams. of course. Of course. Uh, coming, come Wednesday, for for example, I think our Rotowire Holiday Cup is Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. It is, yes. 
Yeah, so I think you're going to see a lot of players from these two teams. And the third team here, if we, uh, unless you have more to say about Liverpool-West Brom, nope. uh, Manchester United will likely be a big part of this stack. Uh, they are at home taking on a Bournemouth side um, who are coming off of uh, a decent, I'm going to say decent performance against Palace because it took a nice stroke of luck at the end for them to come away with even just the point. Yeah. But Jermaine Defoe, hello. Hello, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, that happens every so often, so we can't be too shocked when it does. And uh, It's not like it's Dwight Gale. Surprise. Right, right. But yeah, expecting that against Manchester United is a different story. Yep. Uh, and as much as... Well, I'm gonna, I want to point out two things. Uh, it's now getting a little more media attention that Romelu Lukaku only plays well against bad teams. Yeah. Uh, in the games against the top six this season, that there have been five of them. How many assists does Romelu Lukaku have? Uh, zero. How many goals does Romelu Lukaku have? Zero. That's correct. Okay. And I mean, I, I it wasn't that hard to call, but in the derby, I said he's just not going to get any touches. Yeah. He's just not. And then the only touches he did have were in the defensive third, and they were awful. Yeah. He didn't. I believe he didn't have a single one in, in the uh, in the box. Oh, yeah, that was never a question. He was yeah. just going to be sitting in the center circle just talking to Nicholas Otamendi. I said he was going to be talking about existentialism, but that's not true. He was probably talking about how good of a goal Otamendi scored. Mm-hmm. That I did not see coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never really see the Otamendi goal coming. So, But, I mean, home against Burnmouth should be the Lukaku breakout situation, right? Or does it he get benched for Ibrahimovic? Oh, that would be great. Oh, that would be hilarious. Um That'd be great for us, for us pundits, because then we can go into a nice little, uh, you know, argument of who's better uh, at, at, in this Manchester City side. But again, United, this is also United. Paul Pog. This is all Paul Pogba-less Manchester United as well. So yep. he makes. I, I I I said it last week. He makes a gigantic difference into what they can do. Yeah, I mean, that's again, what hundreds on the million dollars buys you. Right, and the, you know. When you a good team loses their best player, things get affected. That's true. It's as simple as that. Uh, and uh, uh, from Burnmouth, basically, uh, the chalk players that weren't named Joshua King did well. Ugh. Yeah, Andrew Sermon uh, picked up another assist. Um, he now has, I believe it's four in his last six games, which uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter that he had scored, I think he was level on points with Mesut Ozil which um, is actually now no longer the case. He's ahead of him, and he's level on points with Alexis Sanchez and two behind Coutinho. Who is this? Andrew Sermon. (laughs) Two goals, four assists, man. Who needs Junior Stanislas? Duff. Yeah. That'd be that, that that you know what that's like. That would be like because I'm watching the Eagles highlights now. Like if Nick Foles all of a sudden just started to have a whole bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Like this guy Andrew Sermon is a backup on most teams, but for some reason he things are just working this season. Is he the, is he this year's Etienne Capoue? No, no he's not. Jacore, he's not scoring yeah. enough goals. He's not scoring enough goals. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, it's so weird. That is so weird. This is this is totally the kind of game that Andrew Sermon gets a scrappy goal to. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not either, but it's oh, duh. Just, just, 
he's Lukaku. He gets his assist against Newcastle, Huddersfield, Southampton, Crystal Palace, and he scored against Brighton and Stoke. That's right. Andrew Sermon is Romelu Lukaku. Andrew Sermon, the bad team bully. Yeah. All right, but still, I think uh, I think we're going to see more United players owned than Bournemouth players. Fighting, Probably. Yes. Probably. Okay. Uh, wash, rinse, repeat. Spurs at home taking on Brighton. Uh, before we get there, Mike, do you know what's new in daily fantasy sports? No, I do not. Tell me. <laughs> sports Yard, the latest daily fantasy soccer entertainment platform offering fun, fast, and fair contests. SportsYard brings an enhanced platform with the fastest real-time participant point total updates, high-quality user-friendly application, fun and engaging graphics, and a level playing field that will allow beginners the same opportunity to win as the experts. Create your dream team roster with no salary cap, and then track your point standings in real-time and feel like you're walking the sideline. It's easy to play and easier to win with SportsYard's lightning-fast interface and clear and current ranking system. Using Opta who we have on rotowire.com. As their scores, the company plans to grow outside the U.S. to the U.K., Spain, Australia, and Ireland. Just go to www.sportsyard.com to sign up and play for free today. Who do you think starts for Tottenham? Fernando Llorente. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Are you kidding? Because he could. No, he's not. <laughs> Harry, Harry, not? Kane needs, Harry Kane needs more goals. Okay. you got to feed that beast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I'm really, like... This whole, like I said, we can sub, we can subtitle this whole game week with the rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, I'm not, like not, nothing's going to actually surprise me in terms of, uh, you know, this player was rotated out this week, uh, this game week. Like there's no player that it would really be surprising. Yeah. So sure, Fernando Llorente could start. I mean, Son, I think we should get another go. Eric Lamella is probably going to get a go at some point. Uh, Serge Aurier and Danny Rose are likely to start this one. Um, you know, Harry Winks, I think just came back or uh, not just came back, but I mean, Harry Winks could still be, mm-hmm. you know, in the mix here. I mean, uh, I know that Victor Wanyama is working his way back as well. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely still out, I think, but yeah, yeah I mean, but, agreed. It could be anybody. I mean, it, I, but also, I also, I also don't think it matters. For, I mean, whoever starts for Spurs, you're going to start him. Yes. Yep. And then furthermore, on Brighton's side, I'm pretty sure that Anthony Knockhart will start. I think he was just held for being tired. Yeah, they kind of sort of made that, that point that he's kind of a high-energy player and he'd been playing a bunch of minutes, and so they wanted to give him a rest, although not being in the 18 is a little a little surprising. Enforced break. They didn't, they didn't even want to give the temptation of him right. getting any minutes. Right. But... Yeah. Oh well. And he, and he, I mean, I mean, it's been a while. It's been months, but I mean, he did have a, an ankle injury entering the season, so, mm-hmm. so you know, never hurts to get get rest when you can. Uh, but I think in this one, Brighton doesn't matter who Brighton would play; the result would be the same. Uh, I think Spurs will get a uh, a well earned victory here. Agreed. Then uh, the last game of the slate here, I have uh, West Ham at the same stadium where they beat Chelsea taking on another London side, another London derby where anything can happen, and they take on an Arsenal side. I will say the same thing as I said last time. There, I don't see the way West Ham win. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, I think you'll see some pretty significant uh, Arsenal rotation, though. Um, I think, well, Aaron Ramsey f- kind of suffered a hamstring injury toward the end of uh, this past weekend's match, so either Francis Coquelin or Mohamed Elneny could come in or they could play Jack Wilshire, who's been playing well in Europa. And you mean MLS is Jack Wilshire? Hardly. 
Um, and then, I mean, all of all the regular guys, Xhaka, Ozil, Alexis, like they they could all be rested. Uh, the ones who can't are the center backs because they don't have any others unless they're really going to play Rob Holding and Callum Chambers, which they should play Rob Holding and Callum Chambers. But, um, yeah. I mean, can we'll it see. get much worse than what Parametersacker did last week? Oh. Uh, he does not belong in a back three, that man. Yeah. yeah um, I forget who, which of the Robbies said it after the game, but they were basically like, you know, Parametersacker has done amazing things in his career and there's absolutely no way he should be playing right now. Which I'm not sure I disagree with. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard not to. Yeah. Uh, it, it's. It's more. I mean, for me, it's more. I'm more. Uh, I'm more inclined to say that for me, Arsenal need to determine what their formation is based on the personnel they have, not what's worked for other teams. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> which means it's not happening no of course not <laughs> but uh but for arsenal is there any arsenal player that if they get rotated in you won't be excited to see, uh won't be excited to, to put in the lineup like for example if olivier Giroud starts would you have some uh some some pause yeah if no will be if a will be starts would you have pause well back you know other players that you don't like if they're in the lineup no, uh francis coquelin is probably the only one <laughs> You even like Jack Wilshire. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I would love to play Jack Wilshire. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, West Ham wise, uh, Marco Arnautovic. Oh. Like like two weeks ago, two game weeks, it was Dwight Gale. Last week, it was Marco Arnautovic. It was just basically all of the people I hate. Next thing you know, Solomon Rondon's going to score against Chelsea this season. And I think it was three gonna... weeks ago, it was Glenn Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to lose it. I'm just going to, I'm just going yeah. to freaking lose it. <laughs> um, I, I'm a little more confident in Arsenal than most people, I think. Um, wow, so... that was that was really well said. <laughs> I am more confident than other people. I think. I think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so Arsenal. Yeah, I'm not Go sure ahead. I would play a lot of West Ham guys if I I have Lanzini and I'd probably do my best not to play. And Masuaku has been playing really really advanced recently and has been playing very well. Like I think he had like 75 successful take-ons this last past weekend. I'll have to double check that stat, but um he's been really good. Like I assume he's owned everywhere in Taga by now, but if he's not, yeah. he's definitely worth picking up. Yeah, uh basically what's happened here is uh they play a back 5 or back 3, whichever we're going to put it. And uh Cresswell is the left wing back who also played amazingly against Chelsea. And the, the the player more advanced on the left side was uh, Masawaku. Yeah, Cresswell basically played like in the back three there. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think against Chelsea, I think he he was pushed more in. But uh, w- w- what's happening is you see them both on the pitch. Yeah, and they're they're both p- patrolling that left hand side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the. I mean, I think that's the one thing that David Moyes is going to say he is going to put the, put the stake in the ground that he's going to unlock that left side. I mean, they should. They got the players to do it. So, and the, and then on the right side, they'll have uh, you know their right side equivalent will be like Arnautovic on the right of and the advanced spot, and then you know Zabaleta behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably not Antonio who got hurt again. <laughs> but he played really well. Yeah, he played so well. Yeah, well, that's why he's not going to be a Chelsea player because he can never stay fit. That that is that is a problem. 
just like how uh, Gareth Bale can't play. He won't be a Real Madrid player because he can't stay healthy either. Right. Right. He's the right-footed Gareth Bale. Oh. And on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I've been the ridiculous Mike Gottlieb at Sports by Gotti on Twitter, G-O-T-T-I at the end. He has been at Rotowire Andrew on the Twitter. And uh, if you want to follow all of the happenings on, on Rotowire Soccer, you just follow us at Rotowire Soccer. You'll get great content not only from here, but for DFS and for other uh, rankings and fantasy soccer goings on. So thank you all so much for joining us. Good luck this midweek. And we'll catch you again later this week for game week number 18, which starts at the weekend on Saturday. So we'll talk to you then, guys. Uh, good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.